Okay. Okay. You've made a mistake saying I cannot run this race. It's playtime. I'm gonna crush your face. This is not a fucking face. Hey guys, I know you feel that face. Roll with that until you see my face. Rising from a sick layer of fog at midnight. Hello everyone from the Wicked Awesome City of Boston. Welcome to episode three of the Skeptical Junkyard. I'm your host, the Junkyard Bulldog. I'm fighting off a cold, so you may hear it in my voice today, but I'll do my best to edit out the sniffs and coughs. On this podcast, we'll talk about skepticism, religion, pseudoscience, politics, anything in the news, on social media, or just on my mind that I think needs to be discussed, dissected, mocked, or just plain scream, fuck you at. In this week's episode, we'll discuss Alex Jones' performance artist and his manly conquest, a Rick Wilde's conspiracy, who's paying for that border wall, and a tribute to Bill O'Reilly. So strap on in, let's get on with the show. Bitch, bitch, bitch. I've realized that conservatives don't have any actual convictions. I know they have some basic lines of their platform they talk about all the time, but the truth is their positions are strictly based off who's doing or saying it. They are anti-immigration, or, I mean, illegal immigration. Sadly, you can't see my scare quotes. But W's attempt to appeal to immigrants by speaking Spanish didn't make them flinch. And even though the Obama administration deported more illegals than the Bush administration, they see Obama as pro-illegal immigration. If Obama had used Spanish to gain votes, they'd have lost their shit. And if the Bush and Obama deportation numbers were reversed, they'd have used that as proof Obama was pro-illegal immigration. They ranted about Michelle Obama's lack of modesty and called her a bad role model. And that's the nicest thing they had to say, because she wore sleeveless dresses. But Melania has photos of her dressed in highly sexualized clothes and even nude, and it doesn't matter. Reverse those roles and think of the outrage over Michelle posing nude. They claim that homosexuality is a sin and that the depiction of pro-homosexual material is leading to the downfall of man. But again, the new first lady posing in a lesbian picture doesn't bother them at all. Suddenly, their line that we shouldn't show images that glorify homosexuality doesn't matter. They claim they're the pro-family party, yet they elected a man that has been divorced twice, cheated on both of those wives, and clearly doesn't give two shits about his current wife. Bill Clinton's affair with Jennifer Flowers was used by the GOP as reason not to elect him. But Trump nailing Marla Maples is just not an issue. Traditionally, when a new president takes over, they allow foreign diplomats to keep their jobs until the summer so their families can finish out the school year rather than having the kids' lives disrupted in the middle of it and having to change schools, let alone move to another country in the midst of a school season. But Trump didn't give two fucks about those families, and in a childlike decision to erase all aspects of the Obama administration, he fired those diplomats immediately, fucked those families. Again, change out Obama for Trump, and what would these people do if Obama was on his third marriage and did the same thing to those foreign diplomats? They claim they're the party of small business, but then elected a man that is, in fact, an enemy of small business and has a history of stepping small business dealers, forcing them to file lawsuits in order to collect what he owes them. They wanted government out of health care, but now that Trump has promised to replace the ACA with something better that offers more coverage with lower costs, they are pro-government interfering with health care. They yell and scream about the far left intruding on free speech, but the fascist in chief is very anti-free speech. He wants any news organization that reports anything he doesn't like shunned and shut down. He's tried and failed to sue many people over the years for making fun of him. In my last podcast, I told a story that included him wanting a man that tweeted out a mocking pic of him prosecuted for blasphemy. If you support Trump, you're as anti-free speech or more than any other group you've ever accused of being anti-free speech. They watched the GOP be nothing but obstructionist for the past eight years. They show themselves as being impressively skilled at filibustering, well-versed in government shutdown, and professionals at hindering progress. But now they have the gall to accuse the left of doing that very thing. 
They claim to be small government, but they support the government executing their own citizens and the police treating the streets like it's the world of Judge Dredd. There's no bigger government than one that's legally allowed to kill its own citizens. And the image that is always used to depict a tyrannical government is one of the police abusing people on the streets. Small government, my ass. For the record, I have no problem with W trying to appeal to the Hispanic community by speaking Spanish, Melania opposing nude or her lesbian pictures, Trump being married three times, or really him cheating on his wives. That's their private business. And I have no issue with the government being involved in healthcare. I do have an issue with Trump fucking the families of diplomats, screwing small businesses, and his anti-free speech stances. But the issue is, the right has claimed they have a problem with all of these things. But the truth is, they have no real convictions. Their real stance is that the GOP is always right and the DNC is always wrong. And you can see this in hundreds of videos where they take the words of one politician and claim they're from another and interview conservatives and you can see how their support for those words are based off who said it and not the content. I don't know any anti-war liberals that don't have an issue with Obama's many bombings. In fact, that's one of the things about Obama they don't like. I don't know any liberals whose main issue is immigration that weren't disappointed in Obama for his many deportations and they say it's the main thing they were disappointed in him about. But the right doesn't hold their own to any standard. I know there's people on the left that do the same thing, but the fact is it's far more prevalent on the right. So prevalent that I think it's safe to say it's the majority. Don't believe me? Let me use this stat as an example. When Obama proposed we bombed Syria in 2013 for that regime's chemical attack, the DNC approval of it was 37%. When Trump did bomb them for the same thing in 2017, the DNC approval rating was 36%. Now check this out. In 2013, the GOP approval was 20%. But now in 2017, the GOP approval was a whopping 90%. Holy shit, if that doesn't set off your BS meter, nothing will. The right has no convictions. They are the party of followers and are skilled at doing whatever they are told to do and believing whatever they are told to believe. I guess that's why they have a higher number of theists in the party. They are trained from birth to obey without question. This story is actually from a YouTube video posted by Right Wing Watch, April 24th, 2017. Alex Jones said he had over 150 women by the time he turned 16. I've debated for some time whether I would cover stories by Alex Jones. I was pretty sure he was mentally ill and I didn't want to mock people like that. But with Alex Jones and his lawyer coming out to say he's a performance artist. So now, I guess, it's on. It's on. Ooh, it's on. It's on. Let's get right to this audio. You're supposed to have children by 16 in every culture biologically. If you're not having them by 16, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> I have to stop this right away. First, if you haven't any children by the time you're 16, there's something wrong with you. Alex's oldest daughter is 14 and he's 43. Do the math. At least Alex is admitting there's something wrong with him and that's the first step to recovery. <laughs> but even more funny is he's got this sheet of white paper he's writing on with these little diagrams with numbers on it and little stick people. It's like he's a child. Oh, you have to watch this video and see this, but let's move on. Oh, but see, there's college, the priesthood you've got to get into. And then by then, oh, you got to make money because you're in debt. Oh, don't have time for kids. It's all, they wrote books about the 20s, how they do this. Don't have time for kids. You're trying to get out of debt. <laughs> Education, pfft, who needs it? Jones did go to Austin Community College. Over to Alex. Oh, you're 40. You're finally halfway out of debt. Oh, you want to have some fun now. Oh, you try to find a woman. Oh, she's barren. She's doing the same thing. By the time you figure out you want to live, by the time you hit 16 at 40, I'm giving you the big knowledge here, folks, at 40, on average, and they did this by design, you are now the equivalent of a 16-year-old. 
What does that even mean? By 40, you're the equivalent of a 16-year-old? I can tell you, I wish I had the vitality of a 16-year-old. <laughs> By the way, the average age for a woman to have a child in the U.S. is 26. So almost 40. <laughs> and aren't conservatives always saying that poor people shouldn't have kids or they can't afford them? And now it's a negative and people wait till they're financially secure? When I was 16, I didn't want to party anymore. I didn't want to play games anymore. I grew up. I'd already been in the fights, all the big rituals. I'd already had probably, a, I hate to brag, so I'm not bragging, it's actually shameful, probably 150 women or more. That's conservative. So many stories are running through my head right now. I dated this girl for a while, and she was really a nasty freak. She just loved to get down with sex all the time. She was like, any time of day, she was like, yeah, let's go. I'm so nasty, and I'd be nailing her. She'd be like, oh, you're nailing me. Cool. I had over 150 women. I'd already been in fights with full-grown men. Kick everyone's ass in this room. I was already dating college girls by the time I was 15 years old. I was already a man at 16. Either he's full of shit or he had a fucked up childhood or both. Shittiest parents ever. He's not bragging, but by the time he was 16, he was with 150 women sleeping with college girls, fighting grown men, but he didn't want to party or do anything wild. <laughs> if Jones slept with 150 women by the time he was 16, I'll squat down on a pair of anguish with no lube. <laughs> I love how he equates being a man with getting pussy and getting into fights. It's so ironic that he's ranting about people not growing up quick enough, but has a childlike view of being a man. So this gets this is where this starts to get weird. If, if it's not weird yet, it's going to get weird. This is also from the Raw story, March 23rd, 2017. Rick Wiles, London terrorist attack was orchestrated to draw attention away from Congressman Nunes. Might this explain why Barry Satoro, alias Barack Obama, is hiding on a Polynesian island by himself? His husband, Michael, is not with him. I hate this so much. What a despicable asshole. He keeps repeating that Barry Satoro crap, and he does it because his audience is stupid, and he knows if he says it enough, they'll believe it. He wants to pretend he's some great man of God, but belittles a woman so he can make a suggestion that Obama is gay. Hey, Rick, I'm certain you're listening. Accusing someone of being gay is only an insult if you're a homophobe. It doesn't work on progressives, just FYI. He checked into Marlon Brando's resort, and... Uh... Reportedly, he's going to be there for at least a month by himself. Is yeah. Obama hiding from arrest? Is the Department of Justice planning to arrest Barack Obama for sedition, for illegal spying on the president-elect? Is he a fugitive from justice? Is Rick Wiles a second gunman in the grassy knoll? Is Rick Wiles half-turtle? Is that why he talks so slow? By the way, I usually cut out Rick Wiles' pauses to speed up the audio and save some time. If you're a patron, you're getting the unedited version, but damn, he pauses forever between words. I think Obama's hiding. I think he's a fugitive. He went to a Polynesian island alone for at least a month, and there's no reporting about it. Now, there's no. reporting in French news reports out of the AFP in, in Paris, but there's no reports in, in the United States about Obama being alone for a month on a Polynesian island. Why would there be? He's not the president anymore. It no longer matters where he is. I don't know when either of the Bushes or Clinton are on vacation or where they go. I think he's a fugitive. I think he's hiding. I, I think he, he fears that Jeff Sessions and 
President Donald Trump have evidence, and they're going to they're going to arrest him. I begin now to see how this could all play out. It could all play out in that way. Sure, we're just making shit up and can play out however your imagination wants it to. This may be, um, and this is a sinister theory, but don't rule out the possibility that the tragedy in London today was not orchestrated to draw attention away from Congressman Nunes. Well, it's just a theory. Don't be surprised if Rick Wilds is a dog rapist. Hey, it's just a theory. Well, even in the lead up to our program today, we were talking about what is the greater story today? What's the bigger story for, for our audience today? And you made the decision that this was the bigger story, the, the, you know, this announcement regarding President Trump. And yeah, I, said, see, no, I said everybody's going to be talking about London. Nobody's going to be talking about what Congressman Nunes said today. We need to talk about his statements that President Trump was spied upon. Let's talk about what actually happened. What really happened was that members of the Trump administration were recorded when they were in contact with foreign agents that were under surveillance. What's funny is that these people are too stupid to realize how bad this makes Trump look. It's weird that so many of his team were in discussions with foreign agents that were under surveillance. What are the odds that so many members of a single administration were talking to people that were being spied on? Inconceivable! But to Trump's credit, he wasn't one of the people that were recorded talking to any of these agents. So not only is it wrong that this news proved that Trump's administration was being spied upon, but Trump wasn't even one of them. They got their vindication wrong twice, and it actually makes Trump's team look much, much worse. But if you think about the timing of what happened in London at, at the Parliament building, that this has captured the headlines around the world. Nobody's talking about the intelligence agencies spying on the president of the United States. Well, Rick, that's because they weren't. But while we're making shit up, it's funny the timing of this and that no one's talking about you raping all those dogs. Hmm. Very interesting. This is a fun story. It's from Distractifly. Trump still says Mexico will pay for the border wall and Twitter's in disbelief. All you motherfuckers are gonna pay. So the snowflake in chief is at it again, claiming that Mexico will pay for the border wall. Not now, but eventually. But we need to kickstart the initial funds. <laughs> As I said before, Trumpets, if you believe this, I got some oceanfront property in Arizona. If you buy that. The article says the wall will cost a reported $21.6 billion, which many are criticizing as excessive due to the fact that cuts for way less have been made to the EPA, Meals on Wheels, the NEA, and other food and care programs. And people keep talking about how much this wall is going to cost to build. But what you don't hear much is that it's estimated to cost $750 million a year to maintain. But hey, we don't have any money to protect the environment. So Trump makes this tweet. The Democrats don't want money from the budget going to the border wall, despite the fact that it will stop drugs and very bad MS-13 gang members. And the article has a great retort. If you ever wanted a more fitting time to use Herman Gorin's quote about how easy it is to manipulate people into doing what you want via fear, you'd be hard-pressed to find one. Here's the quote. The people can always be brought to the bidding of the leaders. That's easy. All we have to do is tell them they're being attacked and denounce the pacifiers for lack of patriotism and exposing the country to danger. It works the same way in any country. If that doesn't describe the GOP to a T, nothing does. Dead on balls accurate. 
Here's a certificate of validation. Then he tweets, eventually, but at a later date when we get started early, Mexico will be paying in some form for the badly needed border wall. <laughs> what the fuck? I can go off on this, but instead I'll read my favorite Twitter responses. At Ken Tremendous writes, who's going to pay for the wall? Mexico. When? Eventually. When? At a later date. And how will they pay? In some form. <laughs> At I Smash Fizzle writes, Sally Mae, you got your loan payment? Me. Nah, but Mexico will be paying for it in some form at a later date eventually. At TH3J35T3R writes, I don't know what the fuck that is. The only thing we have to fear eventually at a later date is fear itself. In some form, FDR. <laughs> Let me assert my firm belief that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Those are my three favorite tweets. So how are you feeling about your orange dictator trumpets? Still happy you're losing your ACA that you didn't know was the same thing as Obamacare? Now paying for your wall of fear yourself? It's cute we have all this money for a wall of fear, but Flint, Michigan is still without clean water. Our priorities are fucked up. So Alex Jones is a performance artist. Well, that's what his lawyer claimed when trying to stop Jones's ex-wife from taking his kids away, which apparently didn't work either. <laughs> Now, Alex Trump himself made a similar claim in April when he was facing a potential criminal proceeding after threatening to beat Adam Schiff's goddamn ass. He responded by posting a video saying, clearly tongue-in-cheek and basically art performance, as I do in all my rants, which I admit I do as a form of art. I was an artist, stupid! So this means I get to take the gloves off. I wasn't sure if I should tear into Jones as I thought he was mentally ill, but if this camp's claiming it's all an act... So here's Alex Jones' best performances. This selection I call Angry Rants. That's destiny. That's will. That's striving. That's being a trailblazer and explorer. Going into space. Mathematics. Quantum mechanics. The secrets of the universe. It's all there. Life is fiery with its beauty. It's incredible detail. Tuning into it. They want to shatter your mind. Talking about Justin Bieber. Yes, Obama is the Antichrist. You know what it's like to go to sleep every night knowing you work for a bunch of psychotic killers and you bastards are probably going to end up killing me one day? Understand, I'll cut your freaking head off, you understand, you bitch. We're going to kill you and your family. Now that little dog's in the backyard. I'd like to chop your head off, bitch. I hope your dad dies in the hospital. Then the enemy doesn't have anything over you anymore. Stop being gelded, domesticated garbage. I recognize you for what you are, you filthy trash. And I am here to energize the human spirit and light that fire that will burn your system into a pile of black slag. This is normal. This is normal. This is normal. Hey, listen, I'm here to warn people. You keep telling me to shut up. This isn't a game. Okay, our government in the U.S. is building FEMA camps. We have an NDAA where they disappear people now. You have this arrest for public safety, life in prison. You are the worst it, person I've ever interviewed. No, no, it's... This next section I call... Living and dying, laughing and crying. Ah, yeah, yeah. To feel what the children are feeling. God, oh, buddy. Folks, we gotta, we gotta 
can't get good people to stand up against these people. We know we're under attack. We know it. We're breaking the conditioning. And pulling up the image of Bill Gates, that piece of garbage. And all the stuff he's done to innocent people makes me want to throw up. I'm sorry. This is the what the fuck moment. Scanning controls, manipulate scientific data, take over, blast control, world government, shut down infrastructure. Paul Watson and I are gay lovers. We are gay reptoid space alien lovers. I'll give you a raise if you come over here and have sex with me. I rode a horse to, you know, work this morning. If I didn't have a liberal from New York in the bathroom, I couldn't wipe my ass. Excuse me. I apologize. We have a family audience. That was wrong, and I won't do it again. You have done well, Lord Vader. We have, we have gotten to the point. And now, young Jedi, you, um, you will die. I'm sorry. Impressive. Most impressive. I see you constructed a new lightsaber, Linda. Indeed, you are powerful, as the Emperor has foreseen. Honey badgers, wolves, coyotes, bears, otters, whales, rats, mice, gay frog. I know your mustache is cool. You scared me so bad. I know the UN and their biological diversity assessment in 96 in the notes talks about bringing back human sacrifice for Gaia. They want the energy of children. And you can read the Bible. It's hiding in plain view, folks. It's not of this world. I don't know exactly what it is or what it's doing, but this is not human intelligence, okay? It's not human intelligence! Humanity has got to get off world. We, have, we, we need access to the life extension technologies. Talk about discrimination. Forget skin color. I want the advanced life extension. What the fuck? Finally, we have the racist, racist, racist. How are you doing? Would you like rice? Oh, you could do... Oh, dang, 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 dang. Racist. 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 <laughs> I don't want to hear your facts. Racist. Yeah, we don't even know what the value... White, racist, white, racist, white, racist, white, racist. Hello, everyone. Do you want a taco? Shut up, racist. Shut up. Why not? And that's the thing. I mean, the black baby. Racist, 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 racist. You don't want to kill Mexican babies? You're a racist. You're a racist. You're a racist. It's the end of the white male. I guess it's not racist. Racist, 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 racist. Anyway. Racist, racist, racist. Kill brown babies. Go deposit. Racist. 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 Race pimp. Ah, racist, 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 racist. You don't 
don't want these ugly black babies, do you? What are you going to do, adopt black babies? What are you going to do, adopt all these little black babies nobody wants? Sue, raise us! Raise us! Raise us! Raise us! A Negroid. Ah, Alex, I'm so glad I get to make fun of you now. The sun is brighter, the bird songs are more beautiful, and yoga pants have somehow become even better. And finally, poor Bill O'Reilly was let go from Fox News. I know, I know, we're all sad. So in memory of a great American, I decided to do a Bill O'Reilly compilation for you. Keep a box of tissues handy, you're going to need them. So in this first clip, he has Alan Combs on his show, and he's demanding him to give him one example of a program Obama has proposed to cut. Give me one damn program he said he cut. He has cut what? entitlements. He has cut Not entitlements. One program. What do you want to yell at? Because you're lying. I'm not lying. You are lying. lying. <laughs> what a dick. Bill can't handle being challenged, and he just freaks out and resorts to childish temper tantrums. There's a difference between having a disagreement and calling me a liar. Yeah. That's a personal This attack. is why I'm calling you a liar. Give me one program he said he cut. He would cut... Medicare and Medicaid. That's you would actually cut program. You asked me a program. Those are programs. Talk about moving the goalposts. Entitlements don't count. He wants a program. Medicare and Medicaid, those don't count either. He wants a specific program. Says, when are Medicare and Medicaid not programs? And this happens later in the conversation, too, as a guy keeps giving him examples and he just ignores him and talks over the guy like he always does when a guest is besting him. So here's my all time favorite clip. When he's debating Michael Shermer and he's just perplexed that Michael sees no evidence of God. Tide goes in, tide goes out. Never miscommunication. You can't explain that. You can explain why the tide goes in. Tide goes in, tide goes out. See, the water, the tide comes in and it goes out, Mr. Silverman. (laughs) Tide goes in, tide goes out. Can't explain it. Yeah, Bill, tides, complete mystery to us. If you get a chance, take a look at uh, Bill Nye's video explaining to uh, Bill O'Reilly how the tides work. It's it's pretty epic. In this clip, he's debating Al Franken. And Al tells a story that's in his book about how Bill had claimed Inside Edition won a Peabody Award in defense of how the show isn't a tabloid show and says it many times. Well, surprise, surprise, it turns out to be false. Surprise, surprise, surprise. <laughs> this turns into a story on the Washington Post, and Bill then claims he never said he won two Peabody's. You can't find a single source or transcript or anyone on earth that will make that claim. Yet he made it multiple times, and there are sources and transcripts and people on the earth that will claim he said it. Al tells the story, and here's Bill's response. We're supposed to be on here for 15 minutes. This idiot goes 35, okay? All he's got in six and a half years is that I misspoke, that I labeled a Polk Award a Peabody. He writes it in his book. He tries to make me out. No, 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 no. Shut up. You had your 35 minutes. Shut up. This is what this guy does. This guy accuses me of being a liar, ladies and gentlemen, on national television, because I misspoke and labeled a Peabody a poke. I didn't mention we won four national headliners, okay? Now, if it's important to you that I misspoke and labeled a Peabody a poke, you didn't just misspeak. That's fine. (laughs) I love how after this detailed story Al tells, he tries to pretend the issue is he labeled a poke award a Peabody. One, it's a pretty significant difference. And he used the Peabody to dodge the tabloid claim for a reason. Two, the issue wasn't that he, quote, mislabeled the awards. And that's being generous. Let's be honest. He lied. Liar! 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 The issue is he went on a lying rant to cover up his original lie. 
and basically now admits his rant on how he never made that claim was a lie because now he admits he did make the claim just on accident. <laughs> Say what? So in this next clip, Bill has two high school students on discussing the school assembly about drugs and sex. And like conservatives do, they conflate plain talk about these subjects with endorsement of them. In a conservative mind, the only talk on these subjects should be no, 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 hell no, 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 I refuse, no, no. So the first kid that talks is on the side of it being inappropriate. Then it's the other side's turn. Bill asks a 16-year-old what he learned at the assembly. Well, I think it was good to learn that adults can be very honest about these topics. They came out, they told us a lot of stuff about LSD, a lot of the negative stuff. Joel Becker said that a lot of his friends died from ecstasy or from LSD, if I can read a quote. He said, I lost a lot of friends. I had one friend who jumped out a third story window. He thought he could fly. That's just one example. Okay. They weren't the glamorizing man, drug use at all. The same man then said, if I had some ecstasy here, maybe I'd do it with you. Same guy. And ecstasy he didn't is, say is that at all. I actually have the quote right here. He never said anything about doing ecstasy with any of the students. He was responding to a question about governmental use of LSD and how the military created LSD. No, he said, he said, if I had some LSD, uh, if I had some ecstasy, maybe I'd do it with you. I don't know who with you He didn't you say was. with you. I have the exact right, read quote it. right here. Read it. Okay. One sec. I have to get to the page. He said... Even today, there are psychiatrists who will do sessions under the influence of ecstasy. If I had some, maybe I'd do it with somebody. <laughs> so Bill alters the man's quote, claiming he said he'd do X with the students. And don't pretend he didn't know the quote was altered because they have access to the transcripts. But he didn't expect the kid to be prepared with the actual quote. So when the kid proves him wrong, Bill graciously accepts the fact that he's made a mistake and drops that point. Oh, <laughs> wait, no he does <laughs> If I had some, maybe I'd do it with somebody. But I go. don't, you know. You you I go. haven't tried right, it, but enough. there are people that do it. There you go. It was and a that's joke, condoning. perhaps in poor taste, that's and he it. never said... That's condoning. There, it was a joke in poor taste, and oh, I think it's joke. ironic that you would point out condoning drug use when in your own book, The O'Reilly Factor for Kids, you liken a high school student, a model student, quote-unquote, toking on Saturday nights to a brain surgeon enjoying a martini while not on call. <laughs> Burn! So this kid burns Bill by using a quote from his book that does the exact same thing the speaker did by using a drug reference to make a joke. And again, Bill acknowledges the point and has a polite response. <laughs> I guess I'm not fooling you, am I? <laughs> okay, it's, you took it totally out of context. Look, I know what you pinheads did. I didn't. I, I can read the, the exact Riley quote. I can read the whole paragraph if you no, want. No, no, no. You don't have to read it. It's anything. on page 67. I never encouraged anybody to take drugs in O'Reilly Factor for Kids. If you read the book, you'd and know And they never that. encouraged us to take drugs And it's drugs a very anti-drug book. And this is totally dishonest, and don't get into doing this. My book is totally anti-drug. It's totally anti-drug. And this guy, Becker, was basically telling you guys, pot's okay, ecstasy is okay, and you're smart enough to know that. <laughs> Damn. Bill just loses his shit, calls the kid a pinhead, and talks over him so he can spin this and get past the epic burn. Then he doubles down on the claim they encourage drug use, even though the kid repeatedly tells him that didn't happen, and the kid representing the other side didn't even make that claim. He's just brainwashed by conservatives and thinks hearing about a person's drug history and real-life sex consequences stories are inappropriate. <laughs> ah, Bill, bullying a child. Okay, tough guy. I'll end this with these last two clips because I think they say everything about Bill O'Reilly you need to know. In this clip, he's debating legalizing pot, 
And he asked this woman one of the dumbest questions I've ever heard. Mary Catherine, you've got a baby. You want that baby to be smoking pot? That is a stupid question by a rather stupid person. Is it a he or a she? Oh, okay. Is it he or she? she? And I would rather right. she not when, smoke When that pot. baby is 13, 14 years old, you want the baby to be smoking pot in moderation. That's I'm right? answering the question by saying it doesn't have to be illegal because I can step in and handle right. things. So and the I'm going to say you don't want to answer. You don't want to be damaging Mary the paternalism Catherine. in a nanny state. Mary Catherine, you're babbling. You don't want to engage no, in this saying conversation. clear words and no, making you're an argument to you. You're babbling. <laughs> this woman's making a clear, concise argument that Bill can't counter. So Bill does one of the only two things he knows how to do when he's being beat. He talks over her so her point gets lost in his booming voice that accuses her of babbling when she refuses to be bullied so he can just pretend she didn't just own him with her point. And he was owned. Chica, did you just wink at him? I did wink at him because he's my bitch now. Uh-oh. I think this is everyone's favorite except mine, but it's pretty damn close. Here he has trouble understanding the copy, and like the arrogant ass he is, it just can't be his fault. Whatever it is, it's not right on a teleprompter. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that. No, there it is. We are going to do sting, yeah. Okay, but... Okay. Now, I can't read it. There's no There's no words on it. Okay. Ready? Sure. There's okay. no words there to play us out. What does that mean, to play us out? It's, it's Sting is going to do... It's a video. Sting video. Okay. What is... For credits. I don't know what that means, to play us out. What does that mean? To end the show? Yeah. All right, go, go. In five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is that. Again, five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. And we will leave you with a. I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can. I'll write it, and we'll do it live. Right. Fucking thing sucks. Here he shows the other technique he has when he realizes he's looking stupid. Anger and screaming. <laughs> I say he has two techniques, but really he has one, bullying. Bill is a bully, and I encourage you to look into debates he's had with people like Colbert, John Stewart, David Letterman, where all his bullying tactics fail and he becomes a meek pussycat. It's pretty fun to watch. I know this isn't a popular opinion, but I'm glad he has a podcast. These are examples of Bill being restrained by station policies and FCC rules. Imagine what he'll be like on restraint. We may get an end bomb by the time this is all done. <laughs> Bill, obviously you're also listening. <laughs> if you want to try to bully someone on your podcast... I volunteer as tribute. Bring it on, bitch. Well, that's the show. Thanks, everyone, for giving me a bit of your time. If you enjoyed the show, you can help support it by going to our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the Skeptical Junkyard Podcast. You'll get an earlier extended version of the show, including a much longer O'Reilly tribute and Alex Jones site, along with some extra depending on your level of donation. As a thank you, I'll come in the show in any way you want. And I will donate 10% of all the money that comes in to modestneeds.org. Check them out. They're a great charity. If you can't afford to donate, then leave a five-star review on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. If you have any feedback or criticism, please send them to the Skeptical Junkyard Podcast at gmail.com or our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash the Skeptical Junkyard Podcast. You can tweet us at twitter.com forward slash SJY Bulldog or leave me a voicemail at 857-302-2SJY. That's 857-302-2759. I'll take any input seriously as I want to provide you with the best content possible. And any interesting or funny emails or voicemails will be used in the show. 
All these will be linked to our homepage along with links to the stories from this episode. Until next week, this is the Junkyard Bulldog saying, Your mom goes to college. I've got some oceanfront property in Arizona. The only thing we have to fear, eventually, at a later date, is fear itself. Living and dying, laughing and crying.